coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from the AO Studios. It's the Fade Route with DNZ. I am Z. And we got a great show for you today. A Legends Home Run Derby? Maybe. The process wants to process his way out of town? Possibly. And Steph Curry, Sabrina Ionescu, is this Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King? <laughs> Possibly. But we'll start briefly with a little quick hit of news. The Washington Commanders have a new owner. It's not Daniel Snyder anymore. He's off the schneid. Josh Harris is in town. The billionaire who owns the Sixers, who owns the Devils, now has another Infinity Stone in his wallet, <laughs> purchasing the club for a little over $6 billion. Uh some minority owners including Magic Johnson so there's some big time juice coming to the Beltway and it's not without controversy because one Dan Snyder we all know him we all dislike him he takes home that six billion dollars minus about 60 million in fines for the investigation that the NFL conducted into workplace so, you know, that's, we call that couch cushion money when we're dealing with billions. <laughs> and good riddance to Mr. Snyder. You did nothing for the league. Congratulations. Um, as far as what, where they go from here in the Burgundy and Gold, they're mulling another name change. So this could uh, definitely usher back in the era of the Washington football team or something else. Rumors that FedEx Field might be uh, eventually abandoned for a site on the RF on what used to be or what will no longer be RFK Stadium, bringing them actually back into DC from Landover, Maryland. So we'll see where these things go, but I think we should all have a parade today in honor of one Mr. Snyder's departure into international waters on his yacht as he goes elsewhere and leaves the NFL to the fans that appreciate the game. And here he is. I've known this guy since his days on Carousel Shoes, flight through, crew, flight crew through and through, the last QB in St. John's history. What's up, D? How's it going, man? And good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I mean, listen, it's it's a happy day in Washington. They, everybody celebrated. They were bad t-shirts made. They were at the bars. They were celebrating a new ever Washington football. Um it should be it should be interesting. I I don't think they're going to be that good this year, but you know I feel like everybody in that or everybody in that organization is going to be an, on an audition this year. You know you're going to be under a microscope because they're heading in a new direction. And honestly, Z, this is the best thing for 
the Commanders. And this is the best thing for any team that's endured years and years of struggling. <clears throat> Jets, you know, what you want to do is, is you need to start fresh. You need to get out of the loser mentality. That's what happens when you lose for so long that you start to you start to embrace losing and get happy over little victories and playoff appearances. It's like, no, man, we're here to win championships. We're not here to mess with cheerleaders. We're not here to do hard knocks. We're not here to be the front, the news on the back page and the front page. We're here to win championships. We well, I'm saw- pretty sure they were messing with cheerleaders, and I think that was part of the reason there was $60 million. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, <laughs> that that's what happens. And, and, and you come, look at what happened with the Bills. They bring in new ownership. They start winning. They got a quarterback that cares about the community. You know, so I, I think I think initially this year is going to be a little tough for the Bills, but I think that I mean the tough for the, the the Commanders, but I think moving forward they are going to be a very happy franchise. They're probably going to get a new field, and they'll probably start competing again again with the Ravens for for fans. Well, what do you think of this? You know, you hear like. Not to, to go across sports, but you hear like Steve Cohen, right? Mm-hmm. Executives don't want to go work for him. Do you find that Josh Harris needs to come in and like make that big splash move in the executive? Like bring in a new GM. Does he need to clean house? Or does he need to does he need to put his guys in? Because he's he has his fingers in multiple pies, right? He's got hockey. He's got basketball. Now he's got football. Does he have to come in and kind of upset the apple cart and move this team drastically in a new direction? Or do you think he can kind of tread water with Ron Rivera and with Sam Howell and with the GM and just kind of like stabilize the organization? What what route would you go if you were Yeah, that? so I, I mean, if I'm him, yeah, I'm cleaning house up to a certain extent. Like I do like Ron Rivera because I think he's a great football mind and he knows how to coach defense. And uh, I want to see what I can do with Sam Howell. And why? Because he's on a rookie deal. I can, this is the time. This is the time to win championships when your quarterback's on a rookie deal. I want to see what he can do. And I'm interested in that. But as far as everything else, GM, scouting, PR, marketing, everybody, everybody. And I'm having, as soon as I come in, I'm having a meeting and I'm, I'm letting everybody know because I don't want you to stay here. Things are, you know, things are on the up and up or things are bad and you're sticking around. I'm coming in, I'm calling a meeting in the big auditorium and I'm letting everybody know, guys, you know, I want a fresh start. I want a fresh palate, you know, and, and in a nice way saying, this is going to be your last year. And maybe some of you are going to get clipped in the next couple of weeks. So I maybe I probably ride with the GM and the scout for this season, but after the season's over, and you know every everybody's pretty much gone. And then Ron Rivera, I like him. He stays. Sam Howell, I want to. They have talent. See, Dotson, um, they're 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 tight. Logan Thomas, they they they're 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 they have talent on the team. So it's just a matter of getting the right emotions and feelings in that building we want to change we want hungry we want people that are new into the sports business or finally got their 
their dream job because that's the that's the raw emotion I want in here. I want excitement. I want I want fresh ideas. I want fresh faces. I want I don't want to walk through the halls and remember, oh man, I saw him at this party and oh man, this guy he he decided to you know draft this dude. No no no. I want I want a new feeling in the building because the commanders are not the Redskins. Well, the commanders may not be the commanders. Now, is that a wise from a PR standpoint? Is it wise to undergo a third name change within the last five years? No, I stick with the commanders. I'm cool with it. I, I kind of like the gear. I like the logo. It's fine. You know, it's I'm not I'm not going to go with another name change. That would be that would be too much going on. Uh, we just move forward with the commanders, the commies, <laughs> and we make it work. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave. From the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, SweetLifeBrownieCo.com for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. SweetLifeBrownieCo, because there's always room for a brownie. Speaking of making it work and shifting gears, we properly begin today's show with the upcoming Major League Baseball trade deadline. It is August 1st. It's looming. And the Angels have reportedly decided to listen to offers on Shohei Otani. But at the same time, there's a bit of a problem. They're hanging in this thing and they're winning. So now they're like pulling him back. After a series sweep of the dead in the water Yankees, the Angels (laughs) sit about a a game over 500. Right, they're a game over 500, four and a half games out of the wild card spot, and the Pirates are coming in for the weekend series. Started out hot, not so great. If you're Perry Manassian, are you buying or are you selling? Are you putting Otani out there or are you taking him back? No, Z, I'm sticking with the plan. I, I said a couple of weeks ago, man. I am, um, I, I, I'm selling, man, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to Otani and I'm saying, hey, man. I want you to win a championship this year, and I want you to tell me where you think you could do that, and where do you want to go? Where do you want somebody to rent you? Because that's the team I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this room. I'm gonna call them, and I'm gonna offer them you, and I'm gonna get good return on them. But I want the first meeting of your day of free agency. I'm gonna have a plan. I'm gonna give you more money than anybody else. And we're going to be loaded. And that's how I sell it. That's how I sell it. Because as the team is constructed right now, we can't win. Can't win. We're not going to We're not gonna go into the playoffs. We're not going to beat teams with just him. Because Rendon's not going to be healthy. We don't know what we're going to get from Trout. You're our best pitcher. 
I want to get more arms. I want to get I want to get more talent. I want to be primed and primed for you to come back here. And I, when you come back, when we have that meeting, I'm gonna have a five-year plan. I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do in in the first five years you're here, and in five and then out of those five years, we're gonna go to the World Series at least twice. And that's how I pitch it. And that's how I pitch it. It's hard for me if I'm Shohei Otani, and maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm just a cynic. It's possible, you know. You know, no. and I'm just nah. a regular ray of sunshine. But it's hard for me to see what the Angels have done and buy your five-year plan, right? This is what you've been doing. What makes me think that this is going to be it? If I'm Shohei Otani, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm going to lie to you and say you're going to get the first meeting, but conveniently, oh, my phone's not working. Oh, I'm in a dead spot. It's time to call the Angels. I'm in a dead spot. Mm -hmm. While I'm in LA negotiating with the Dodgers. But that's fine. That's fine. If, if he wants to, if he wants to conduct himself in that manner, there's nothing I could do about that. But I need to do what's best for my club. I cannot let him walk away and get nothing, and get nothing. I can't. I can't. I have to maximize the value of my team so that if he came back here, we're stocked and loaded. He doesn't come back here. Okay, that's fine. I got three prospects or and two players from the Yankees. I got three prospects and two players from the Dodgers. The Dodgers have the most top 100 prospects in baseball. In baseball. And this and this is what I need to do. I need to move forward. And 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 that's fine. If he wants to conduct himself in that manner, there's nothing I can control, but once everything is said and done, when he does leave in free agency and he goes someplace else, I come out and I say what the what I I'll say what my plan was and how I conducted what I what my plan was and I'll leave it to the, the people to decide. And that's it. If I'm Perry Manassian and I'm Marty Moreno, I'm finally cutting bait. That's me. Like this is what I've come to realize, right? And I think they should finally come to realize too. This group of players is a group of underachieving players. So the core just doesn't work. This mix does not work. It hasn't worked in years. So I'm exploring in the offseason, because I can't explore it now, because shocker of shocker, he's hurt again. I would explore <laughs> trades for Mike Trout. Mm -hmm. I would explore trades for Anthony Rendon, where I'm taking 10 cents on the dollar, <laughs> and I'm taking a 16-year-old who just got signed. You know, yeah. I'm taking a very low-end minor league prospect to get mm -hmm. rid of this guy. <laughs> and if I'm Perry Manassian, I am, I'm along, aligned with you. I'm going to trade Shohei Otani mm -hmm. for the best possible prospect package. Because I want to get younger and I want to get cheaper. Because yep. that is, throwing money at the problem has not solved the problem. It's never solved the problem with the Angels, right? They threw money at Josh Hamilton. They threw money at Albert Pujols, hmm. right? They threw money at um, C.J. Wilson. How'd that work for them? Yeah. So if you if you do what you've always done, you get what you always got. So that's why I'm calling the Rays. Yeah. Regardless Ooh. of what... Ooh, you, you, you risque. You risque. <laughs> you ready to get fleeced by the Rays, man? I want. I want their top prospect. I want Junior Caminero, right? I want 
Mason Montgomery, their top five, their top pitching prospect. And then I'll take two or three other guys from the back end of there because I'm taking something of value from you, right? Now, I'll take their one, I'll take their five, and I'll take <laughs> Cole Wilcox and give me Brock Jones. I now have two pitchers, an infielder, and an outfielder, right? Uh, and they're close. Brock Jones, he's an high A, right? He's a, more of a project, but everybody else is projected to be up in the bigs within the next year or two. So that's a quick influx of talent, possibly. Or I'm calling it Orioles. I posted this on our Twitter poll yesterday at, twi- mm-hmm. at Rod DNZ. Jackson Holiday, Kierstad, Heston Kierstad, D.L. Hall, and Dylan Beaver. Mm-hmm. Your top pitching prospect, your top infield prospect in Holiday, your top, your second best outfield prospect, and your fourth best outfield prospect. Now that might you might need a little bit more, but I think those are all doable. And these are teams, the Orioles and the Rays, who are going to be battling each other, right? So you can yeah. leverage each other. You can get greater deals out of it. You know, you have the Dodgers in terms of projected to be closer. You know, their their prospects are projected to be closer. Like Michael Bush is projected to be to crack the big. Gavin Stone's already been here. Andy Page is. If the Dodgers, you know, if the Dodgers are willing to do this and maybe include a guy like a River Ryan or, you know, uh, Yorbi Vivas, like somebody who's, you know, kind of lower end. Mm -hmm. If you put together a bunch of lower ends and one or two high ends, you might be able to walk away with this thing. The Yankees, you know, that's a story for another time because they're dead in the water. They have their own problem. I wouldn't take anything from the Yankees. I, I wouldn't even take a phone call from the Yankees. Brian Cashman's on the line. Tell him I'm in the shitter. <laughs> he um, knows you have a Bluetooth headset. I said what I said. I'm in the shitter. So, you know, I really I think it's time. It's definitely time for the Yankees to cut bait. It's time for the Angels to cut bait. And if I'm Perry Manassi and if I'm Marty Moreno, it's business. And we need to change the way we do business in order to get different business results. But from the business of baseball to the entertainment side of baseball, Ken Griffey Jr. is putting his name behind a Legends home run derby during the All-Star break. And other former superstars are on board. Jim Tomey is on board. Albert Pujols is on board. So if you were running, if you were Rob Manfred and his infinite wisdom, how would you set this up and who would be your inaugural participant? Yeah, so uh, I do, I like it. I like it. Um, so this is how I'd set it up. I, I would go back to the 20 swings per round with the top guys moving on. I wouldn't allow more than 20 swings. Um, I would bring in the fence about 100 feet and you'd be awarded more points for, for balls that actually leave the park as opposed to balls that go over the short, the short fence. Um, the guys I want in this is I want to get a I want to get a mix of retired players, older veterans that are currently playing, mm. and fan favorites. But I will I will listen to whoever wants to come back, you know. So yep, Pujols, Tome, Griffey, David Ortiz because he's a fan favorite, Frank mm. Thomas because he's a legend of the game, Gary Sheffield home run hitter, Miguel Cabrera, 
veteran. Could be fun to watch him with these this group. Adrian Beltre. <laughs> Nelson Cruz. Carlos Delgado. Vlad G Sr. And that's that's those are the top names that I would go for initially. You can't argue with any of those names. Adrian Beltre would be interesting just because he dropped to the knee. Like, that would definitely be a nice... I think Carlos Beltran, too, I'd like him to come. I'd like him to come there, too, if he could still... If he if he would be interested. He He's a guy that plays on so many teams. Jeff Bagwell, I don't think he could hit home runs anymore. He's pretty shot from the steroids. Um, <laughs> so what do you think about a guy like... I mean, I'm going to cut right to the chase. What do you think about... Would, would MLB invite Barry Bonds? Would they invite Mark McGuire? Would I'm they invite... not. I'm not. The only person... There's, there's, you know, I was on the fence with that when we were talking about this initially in the production meeting. The only person that I might ask if he'd be interested is Mark McGuire. Hmm. And the reason I'd ask him is because he's been so contrite in what happened. And I do feel that he is sorry. And he's also turned his career into a different light. He became a hitting coach. I believe he won a World Series, maybe two, with the Cardinals as a hitting coach. So he's changed He's changed his image to me. And I think more fans would be appreciative of his return than of Bonds. Bonds, I'm not, I'm not interested. He's an asshole. I'm not. I don't need that. <laughs> The other person I thought about was Sammy Sosa because, again, another guy who played for multiple teams and was liked. He was liked. Um, and I, and he's still in really good shape. And um, I also thought about Albert Bell, but he's, again, he's a jerk. I'm not sure if he would be interested, but... He's going to punch somebody. We want to make, wanna make it fun. Okay, it's it's gotta be fun. We wanna hear we want everybody mic'd up. We wanna hear about the aches and the pains and oh my arm, no, I'm done. Like you wanna hear that. That makes it human. Because that's that's what this is. It's, there's a human element to this home run derby. Yeah, we know Pete Alonso could hit bombs. We know Guerrero could hit 90 in a in a in a, in a, in a home run derby. But what can Jim Tomei do over 50? What, what can Ken Griffey Jr. do? Or is his swing still as beautiful as it used to be, right? It's things like that. Like, we want to see the human element. And, uh, you know, let's be real. The people could who could afford these tickets are older people anyway. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a recollection of when this guy played and this guy played. The younger generation doesn't know. The younger generation doesn't care. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in. And I'm also... I'm also for older pitchers wanting to come back and do the and do the the tossing for these guys so if a greg maddox wants to come back and throw the batting practice i'm in for that too if you guys want to come and 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 let it be a legends day let's enjoy let's enjoy who built this game up if if maddox is doing it then you know it's going to be right where you need it to be right right Right. Like and that was the main problem with Pete Alonso, right? Everything oh, where he geez. wanted it, he used to him sliders. He, <laughs> his batting practice pitcher throwing him sliders. What the fuck are you doing, off. man? <laughs> we got a clock, we got a timer here. You might want to throw me a throw me a cookie. He should have if you wanted cookies, he should have had Carrasco pitched to him. Yeah. But 
I'm thinking, I, I love your idea. They're great ideas. I would put the softball fence up. Yeah. Right? Okay. And maybe, maybe even make it higher. You know, make it, mm-hmm. make it a little higher. You know. And then I would have point system. You yep. hit one over that fence, it's one point. You there hit you to the warning track, it's two. Like, maybe put a secondary fence by the warning track. 100%. Yeah. So one point for over the softball fence, two points over the warning track fence, and then, and then if you hit it out, five points. Oh, even like better. That. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good. Idea. So, I love it. like, go full-on rock and jock with this. Yeah. So make it, you know, make it a big deal. Um, wooden bats. I wouldn't do aluminum. Like, no, no, I saw no. Gary Sheffield hitting tanks with aluminum bats. That seems like cheating. Also like Gary very Sheffield dang- is 50. Very dangerous. Smoking a cigar, hitting the tanks with an aluminum bat. <laughs> Look out! <laughs> Gary Sheffield would kill somebody. But I, you know, you have a great selection. I would also open it up to former winners. So if you won the home run derby in the past, oh, you okay. can sign up. Yeah. You no, know, but yeah. the one caveat is that you can't be an active player. So okay. like Pete Alonso can't take, you know, like take on, you know, the winner of this home run derby. But Justin Morneau's won a home run derby. Josh, uh, Josh Hamilton won a home run derby. Tino Martinez won a home run derby. Yes. You, you have maybe you know, that's you, the route you go. It's like you bring back all the guys who's ever won. You know that makes I mean, it. And you, who's the who's the real home run champion? Something like that. You know. You could definitely do that. I mean, you in, you put some of those guys in with the personalities that you mentioned, and you left Manny Ramirez off. I know he's a steroid chief, but I would still put Manny in because Manny's entertaining as hell. Like yeah. Manny's Manny's a clown. Like you need some problem. He left on really bad terms though, and he was not contrite. He didn't feel bad for anything he did. That's the only problem with him. He he cheated, and he left. Remember, he left on a really bad, sour note with the league. That's the only problem I have with him. And I don't know. How, he's not loved like David Ortiz was loved. You know, like even Yank. Some Yankee fans like David Ortiz. I mean. Nobody likes Manny. <laughs> they, don't, they like they like David. <laughs> they Ortiz remember he Manny. Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, they that's, remember. That's why Yankee fans can't like David Ortiz because he yeah. hates Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, that's and that's Even another. Alex Rodriguez. That no, that's a that's a guy I'm not inviting. I'm I'm I don't want him at all. Actually, wow, no, interesting. No, you're a disgrace. I mean, I just I can't stand anything you do. I can't even watch his simulcast. I hate him. I was very surprised that he was not that he and Kay were not doing the home run derby. I because it said home run derby simulcast. I won't even watch it. I won't even watch it. Well, you have you watched it? Have you watched this it, garbage? It was. It, it's kind of dry. It's a little dry. Michael Kay is there steering the ship as best as he can, but it's you know a rod tries. I'll give him that. But like you know, it's not it's not the Manning cast. Like they tried yeah. to like you know, the the beauty and the joy of the Manning cast is that it's the Mannings. Like it, you're you're selling the personality of Peyton and Eli, and Eli busting Peyton's ball. Like that's what makes Michael K is not busting Alex Rodriguez's balls. He's sucking up he's, to him, right? He's sucking right. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really that good. But hear it. you know, back to the home run derby. Like all those guys, past winners. You put in a point system. You have brackets. People love brackets. Fans love brackets, right? Because you can bet on it. Right, if we're like the the, the horses out of the is that what here. you think the obsession is? You think the obsession is they're able to bet on? It? Is that why there's such a hard on for brackets right now? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, because okay. you can analyze the shit out of it and you can take and you can take bets on it a hundred percent. But you know, like you have your brackets, you have your turn. I would go, you go twenty. I mean, you're going twenty swings. I'm going well, ten outs. Could take a while. You know, you're going tradition the traditional ten out fashion. But they're older guys, so it may not necessarily be the case. 
and I mean, Junior's a stud. Junior will probably be there for a while. But I would go 10 outs and then just have your bracket like you, you like you normally did. I would I would not go like very deep. I would go maybe eight tops. But even if you had like quali- if they had like qualifying events, right? And they had like special events somewhere where like, oh, Ken Griffey Jr. is taking on David Ortiz in a, a home run derby qualifying event. Then you can break it down to four, right? You can have the final four during All-Star. And the thing, the thing you want to do, Z, is you definitely want to cut down on the swings. You want them, you don't want them to swing as much because they're going to get tired. Mm-hmm. So you definitely don't, you want to try to, I think you want to try to limit how many rounds you do. And I think you want to limit like how many swings they actually take yeah. because, and that's the other problem you have, Z, is the breaks in between. Like if they've got to wait around before they go again, that's when they can get hurt. And that's yeah. when they could also get really tired. Like we, when you're up there and you're going, the adrenaline's pumping, you're not thinking about it. You take, you come and you sit on the side for 15, 20 minutes. And now it's like, ah, oh, I'm stiff. You know, because remember you're dealing with older guys. It's not, sure. uh, it's not so lively, you know, as much as they, they'll prepare for this event, you, you're not prepared for the downtime. Yeah. And that's why I'm thinking that might be a good idea to do the qualifying events at other things, right? You have like you have other events going on. This allows Major League Baseball to kind of branch out, right? You can have like the Williamsport Classic earlier. You can have the Fort Bragg game again. You can kind of, you can do Field of Dreams and then have the Home Run Derby qualifiers as part of it. You can have an event before the event and then you have like the main event, which is the, the two turn the tournament matches, the final four. So I'm thinking that will also cut down on the aches and pains and the, the Flexol 454 between the, <laughs> the rounds, you know, the Blue Emu, like both of Johnny Bench's uh, sponsorships. So we got you covered, Johnny. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto, we really care about what's under your hood. We have some contract news in the NFL, sort of. The deadline for the franchise tag players to sign long-term deals has come and gone. And Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard are all left with Ugas. Saquon is mulled over sitting out into the season to improve his position, saying basically if they're gonna fuck me, I'm gonna fuck them. And the Giants fucked him. The Giants fucked him back. He signed James Robinson. They signed they signed a legit starting running back. Allegedly. Allegedly. Now, Le'Veon Bell, remember him. He has recently come out saying he regrets sitting out his final year with the Steelers. So what should Saquon do? And does the NFL have a running back problem? Let me first say that I'm I'm very proud of the teams standing their ground. You know, Saquon should play. Prove your worth. You know, he's he's been injured the last couple of years. Um, and he's he's had issues. I mean, look at the guys on the street, Z. That don't have a job. You got Zeke. You got Cook. You got guys that can run with the rock. The NFL doesn't have a running back problem. There is an abundance of running backs with talent. What the NFL does not have is a starting date. What, what the NFL does have is a starting quarterback problem, right? 
That's why mm. quarterbacks are paid very well. They've got left tackle problems. That's why left tackles are played very well. They have center problems. That's why centers are played very well. They have elite wide receiver talent problems. That's why elite wide receivers are played very well. The game's changed. The game's changed, and running backs need to realize that. You know, teams will have no problem passing the ball 60 times a game and giving it to James Robinson to run it in on the goal line as he pours himself a shot. That's right. It is time. I need a. I need a little. Uh, Five o'clock little, somewhere, man. A little in. A little injection of some morning coffee. A little uh, chock full of nuts. But, so, um, so that's that's my stance on it. Is that you know, look at a guy like Zeke. A guy like Zeke is not getting a contract. He rushed for over 800 yards last year. I'm pretty sure he had double-digit touchdowns. He is the model that the Giants do not want to follow. They're not going to give you that contract when a guy like Tony Pollard could just do, do just as good. Um, and, and, and you know what? The, the other issue I have with Saquon, you're taking on the wrong franchise, dude. Like, this is not the franchise to say, fuck you two. Like, this, they're not, they don't care. Like, they're the New York football giants. This isn't the Jets who will take you after sitting out a year. This isn't the Rams. This isn't the the Cardinals. This is a New York football giants. This is the Mara family. You cannot say what you say. You can't say things like that. So I, I truly believe his career as a giant is done. Um, and you look at, like you said, you look at other teams. Look at, look at Todd Gurley, man. Tell me, Todd Gurley is out of the league two or three years now. After having a pretty damn good year in Atlanta, like they, they use you up, they spit you out, and they're getting new and you. But Z. I will say this. I was sitting on the couch last night and someone was talking about, you know, the, all the running backs out there. Man, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm going to sign Cook and Zeke Elliott right now and we're going to go for it. <laughs> we're going to run the ball every single play. I'm going to give them all the money they want. They're going to share. They're going to split backfield duties and we'll see what happens. Right? Right? Oh, my God. We'll see what happens. I don't know the what's Ra- going to happen, but we'll see what happens. Uh, if, I don't understand how the Baltimore Ravens aren't getting they, – they got Melvin Gordon. I like Melvin Gordon, though. I, like I, I know him. you – Melvin Gordon's your guy. I've always been a Melvin you know, Gordon fan. If, if Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon. Like, yeah. <laughs> they don't want to – but they don't – that's the thing. It's like a team like the Ravens, they have Super Bowl aspirations. They're not going to pay those guys. But if you're a terrible team, why the hell not? If you're the Texans, why not? You have Damian Pierce. How how great would it be if you had Zeke Elliott and Damian Pierce? I mean, I'm all in on getting both guys. Like I want Cook and Zeke Elliott. I don't care what it costs if I'm a bad team. Like I'm I'm in. I'm in. I wanted to see what happens. I want to see what happens. Like, come on. No? No? I don't know. If I'm from a team, from a personal pride standpoint, I don't see those guys going. They value themselves 
as bell cow backs, right? They they value themselves as studs. I mean, Zeke, Zeke has won a rushing title. So he, you know, there's a certain value there. And I don't think they're going to devalue themselves by going. It's been money cures everything, as we know. But that's also the problem. The franchise tag for running backs is 10 mil. Now, I had, you know, my plenty of discourse on the socials. And, uh, you know, the general idea is, oh, you franchise Jones and you sign Barkley. Okay, you franchise Jones, he's getting his $40 million anyway. You're paying $40 million for one year, Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Financially, that's insane. That's insane. Now, we still, I mean, I still don't know. As a Giant fan, like, he made progress. I'm not comfortable giving him the keys. I know we've had butts on. We've had we've talked to him about it. Just I'm not comfortable giving him the keys yet. Like there's great progress, and then there's a moment of regression. I I, I need to see more. I'm not committing that that amount of money, but it's just the salaries commensurate with the, the position, and clearly, offensive coordinators. Offensive coaches, they don't value the running back position anymore. They want uh, kind of that X position, kind of like Cordero Patterson, right? Cordero Patterson was a wideout. He's built like a wideout, but he runs like a running back. Somebody who's more versatile. So you can run your jet sweeps. You can run your split, your slip screens. You can, you know, send your back out in a pattern and spread the offense out. Like, this is the future of the league. Now, I've heard, and I tend to agree with this idea that, you know, a guy like Kyle Shanahan, like somebody who is more offensively open-minded and is willing to use guys in different ways, you know, look how he used Christian McCaffrey last year. He lined him up in a Swiss Army knife kind of role. If Zeke, if Cook, if Saquon are, you know, skilled enough and willing to get into that role, then make it happen, guys. Because the, the traditional, you know, between the tackles running is what shortened careers. Between the tackles running has been devalued because it's emphasis on the play action pass, jet sweep, RPO. It's just changed. And you kind of need to go with the times on that. But as far as the holdout, you know, I don't think he's going to hold out that long. I really don't think Saquon's going to be out that long. Possibly, you know, if he does go into the season, week two or three. And I don't know necessarily if it's from the place that the Giants are 0-2 or 0-3 and are desperate for him to come back. Like, I'm, I don't think so. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, this is the ultimate team sport and you're screwing over your gods. Yeah. Like, the and, longer and this his, goes... And what gets me is his attitude towards it, too. Like, he's coming on the radio and on podcasts like he's Emmett Smith. Like, oh, watch. You'll see how important I am. You'll see how vital I am to the team. To the team. The Cowboys won the Super Bowl, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Like, when in the history of this game has it worked out other than in the Emmett Smith situation? You're not Emmett Smith. And then eventually Emmett Smith moved on to the Cardinals. Like, you're not. Like, if you're doing this, you're drawing your line in the sand. Right? It's very difficult to go back into that locker room saying, you're my brother, you're my brother, you're my brother, where it's, fuck you. Like, that's, it, you can't have fucking organization. Big, it's a, it's a and, very big gamble for a team 
that we thought was going to underachieve last year and winded up playing very well. They're well coached. So if they come out and they're 3-0 or 4-0, that makes you look bad, dude. It does, but it also makes you wonder, like, would the Giants explore trading his rights during the trade deadline, before the trade deadline? So a team could come along, like, you know, say the Chiefs, right? Pacheco, McKinnon, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, you know, not exactly the bastion of health, right? So, like, oh, but they, they got Kadarius Tony, buddy. Oh they got yeah, Kadarius Tony, buddy. Yeah, oh, and they're yeah. very excited about him. I'm hearing one good ca- things. I'm hearing good things about him in camp. Get ready for one catch, five yards. One catch, <laughs> five yards. Yes, I, I know of Mr. Tony. I know of his of his Uber. So one catch, five yards, buddy. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. From the gridiron to the hardwood, Joel Embiid is in the news this week, making his career aspirations known. According to an interview with Maverick Carter, the process has his sights set on an NBA title, either with the Sixers or elsewhere. With the situation in Philly deteriorating as it is, how real is the possibility that Embiid moves on from Philly? See, this is what this is the culture of the NBA now. The culture of the NBA is I'm not happy. I want to win a title. Trade me. I want to go somewhere where I could win. Yada yada yada. That's 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 the culture of the NBA now. And it's terrible. Um <clears throat> I don't see him as being moved. As you know, I don't think I don't think it's very likely. The one thing I will say about Darryl Morey is he knows how to build competitive NBA teams. Morey's looking for top level talent for Harden. And I don't quite understand why Harden doesn't want to stay in Philly and compete for a title with Embiid. Does that seem odd to you, Z? It seems a little odd. It definitely seems a little odd, but here's the uh I feel like the window is closing for Harden. And it would be best for both players to team up for a title together. Um, you know, Embiid is Embiid is super talented. I just always get worried about how much he falls to the ground and falls to the floor. Um, I think uh, you know the chance for for a Shack like trade, right? For like you know for him to go from Orlando to LA. I don't think. I don't think anything of that of that grandeur is on the, on on the spectrum right now for Embiid, but you know you've seen players ask to be traded, beg to be traded, and then it happens. But I don't, I can't see Daryl Morey trading this piece. <laughs> Joel Embiid, ladies and gentlemen. I can't win. I can't win with Ben Simmons. I can't win with Nerland Noel. I can't win with James Harden. I can't win. Stop. Great players eventually strap it on their back and take it on themselves. Right? 
that that is the hallmark of a great player. This guy, he's just another guy. Great, he won an MVP. That's fine. That's great. You need to be able, if this is your team, if you're the leader of this team, then lead. Leading is not requesting a trade or floating out the idea of a trade if you don't get your way. Now, if this is some kind of backhanded negotiation to James Harden, like, uh, you know, this backhanded plea, I don't see it because Harden has done a similar cry job, right? Like, this is the way of the NBA. If I don't get my way, if I don't get an immediate gratification, I'm out. Now, he has until, I believe, 2027. So, you can feasibly put together a good package and get three years of Joel Embiid. And the Sixers can straight blow it up, right? Because who's left? You can build around Tyrese Maxey. Like, everything... Like, it runs contrary to everything you've heard, right? We're going to, oh, we're going to bring in Harden and we'll move out Maxi. Why? Maxi's younger. I love Maxi. Right? Tyrese Maxi is the guy you should be building around, right? That That's what I see. Now, all, of, all you have done is kind of clouded the issue. And... Embiid needs to be on board where he's got to go. There's no one foot in, one foot out. That strategy doesn't work. It's very realistic that he could move on. And this would be the best time to move him because he's coming off an MVP, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, your value is never going to be higher unless you're Jokic and you're a back-to-back MVP. So that, to me, like, Daryl Morey seems like a shrewd guy. If not, you know, a little bit uh, sentimental sometimes, this would be the time if if they were going to do that. I am concerned, right? You, you are right on about Joel Embiid's body and his, you know, willingness to go down to the court, go down on the court, and that's going to, in the long term, that takes a that takes a toll on you. You know, you only have so many bumps in your bump car. But Philly. Philly's been a mess for a while, right? Between the Ben Simmons saga, then the James Harden saga, and now Embiid is starting to, you know, kind of voice his displeasure and voice his opinion. He's not long for Philly. Even if you're saying that's, you're saying it to Maverick Carter uh, in jest, in Vino Veritas, man. (laughs) And there's, there's truth in there. There's truth in humor. There's truth in all of it. So, I fully expect Joel Embiid to explore the possibility, and the Sixers should do it too, right? From the sense of the going back to Otani, it benefits your team, right? It benefits your team if you get rid of the high-performing asset and you kind of reset your franchise, because it's been in the wilderness, it's been in flux for a little bit, and other teams that are more clear-minded and more clear-headed and more focused are going to move past you, right? The Celtics, as as faulty as their roster is and as flawed as they are, I I have them past Philly. The Knicks, I have the Knicks going past Philly because they seem to have more... The Knicks have more of an idea of what they're doing. Think about that. The sentence I just said to you, the New York Knicks 
have more idea, more of an idea of what they're doing, of what their identity is. Very telling. That's very telling to me. Is your hair thinning or is your hairline receding? Scalp micropigmentation will fill in the areas where your hair is missing by creating a short buzz cut look. Micropigmentation is a non-invasive procedure that will create the illusion of hair follicles for 7 to 10 years. For people with alopecia, this could be a permanent fix. For people with scars on their scalp, this is a great way to camouflage a scar. Don't lose confidence or feel like you need to wear a hat wherever you go. Marquez Studio is located in the Bronx and is open for all your scalp micropigmentation needs. Consultations are free and appointments can be made any day of the week. Get your hairline back with scalp micropigmentation. The techs at Marquez Studio have over 30 years of haircutting experience and can assist you with all of your questions. Call to schedule a consultation today, 646-221-8728. You can also visit them on Instagram at Bronx Marquez to see their gallery and view all their satisfied customers. Again, that is Marquez Studio, located in the Bronx, New York, 646-221-8728. Speaking of identity, moving to the soccer pitch, there's a new identity in the MLS. Lionel Messi was officially introduced as a member of Inter Miami on Sunday, and he played his first match last night against Cruz Azul. The Argentine superstar leaves the championship grandeur of PSG for last place squad in a, team, in a league that, for better or worse, is looked down upon by many around the world. Now, Messi did score a goal on the free kick in the in extra time, and many of his critics are saying it was scripted. Oh, go go fly a kite on that. So, what can Messi, what can Inter Miami, and what can the MLS expect from this move? Well, I think MLS can expect a rise in attendance everywhere he goes. Um, I mean, I have honestly considered going to a game in the tri-state area when he comes to town. Um, I think he can expect to dominate, like Zoltan, like Beckham, Rooney. And also, as you saw last night, he comes into the game and look at that beautiful kick right to the back of the net. Um, I'm not sure about the soccer community in Miami. So I think initially it's going to be great for the team. It's a spectacle, but I am I, I think it'll eventually fade. I'm not sure if if it's a, if it's just, if it has sustaining power. Miami's not that as despite what people think. Miami's not that great of a sports town. Um, you know, people don't go to Marlins games. People don't go to Dolphins games. Miami, they go to the games when Miami's good, but and they also leave early. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what my, the Miami impact will be, but I think initially he's definitely going to raise attendance or, around uh, MLS. So for the MLS, you can expect a rise in ticket prices. Yeah. Oh, for sure. okay. okay. On the secondary market, uh, my, one of my fiance's friends, her husband sold his Red Bull Miami tickets for about a thousand dollars a ticket. So there you go. <laughs> That's all you need to know, right? You just you're you're making secondary market ticket pricing very rich. Now, naturally, clubs will want to raise their prices because you're 
the quality of star that you're seeing is going to be higher. Most likely starting next year, obviously, because I mean, you're, you're not going to do in-season ticket price, ticket hikes. Like that would be like very scummy. But the MLS can expect that. Maybe a greater like standing in the world, depending on how Messi does. But you, you went to a last place team. You're probably the second worst team in the MLS. I think only, I think only the Colorado Rapids are worse, if I if I'm correct. But Messi can expect some decent competition. Is it is it going to be like a cakewalk? No, MLS it's representative, it's competitive. So he's definitely going to, you know, he's going to. He's going to be challenged, we'll say. And Inter-Miami, like, as far as what they're doing, they'll, I mean, increasing ticket sales, increasing attendance, increasing merchandise sales. I don't know if you're going to see that much. Um, Emma, you're not going to see that much improvement. I mean, Sergio Busquets is coming. You have Jordi Alba coming. Because it's now going to be the Lionel Messi show. He's gathering together. He's getting the band back together. They're playing the greatest hits. Luis Suarez might be coming too. I mean, oh, that guy. Yeah. So, like, this is a very, like, weird, fluxy time for Inter-Miami and for the MLS because you're getting this huge influx of international talent. But they're older, right? And... It's hard for me to see that they're going to like take a rocket ship to the top, right? And we've seen this before between, you know, Pirlo, Zlatan, Chicharito. You've had tons of international stars come into the MLS and especially at this point in their career, and it hasn't really moved the needle, except for Zlatan, because Zlatan moves every needle. Thank you, Zlatan. <laughs> but you know, it, it remains to be seen. But in the short term, tickets are going up. Fan interest is going up. Everything's going to go up just to see, you know, just to see Messi one time. If you can see him one time, families will do it. Fans will do it. I mean, think about Gil Godoy, right? From FCK Cloud. We had him on in December. He had to go three quarters away across the world to see his beloved Messi. Now, like he can just go to Yankee Stadium or go to City yeah. Field if, if right. NYCFC is playing at City Field. Right. Like that brings that dream, that brings that reality closer to home. And for some people, for a lot of people, like that's exactly what they need, and it's exactly what's going to happen. I just hope that MLS takes this goodwill and invests in it and betters the product so that it's a short-term boost, but it has potential to bring in more international talent of that caliber and really raise the worldview of the league. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it 
We want to hear from you. Get at us, in crowd. It's time for the mail route on the fade route. If you want to get featured, hit us up. FaderoutMail at gmail.com or slide in those DMs at FaderoutPodcast on IG or drop us a line on our Twitter page at FaderoutDNZ. All right, boys and girls, we have a full mailbox for you today. And if you want your email featured on this show, hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com or slide in those DMs on IG at faderoutepodcast or drop us a line on Twitter at faderoutednz. We start today with Neil from Huntington Beach, California. Welcome, Neil. Carlos Alcaraz toppled Novak Djokovic to claim his first Wimbledon crown. Is this the next great rivalry in men's tennis? I think so. Uh, I mean, I think Alcaraz is a star. He's athletic. He gets down, but he's never out. He's young, and he can play on all the surfaces. I mean, he just beat arguably the best player in the world, and and Alcaraz's worst surface is grass. So I think we can expect to see this as good competition for the next couple of years. I agree with that. And I do like that. It's kind of like Revis Island, right? Like oh, you're going to recruit for crying out loud. Like, this fucking guy. <laughs> Carlos, oh, like, Carlos is going to take you to Alcatraz. Oh, come on. <laughs> this Revis Island garbage. I agree, though. I think yeah. that it's going to be a good rivalry. Dude won one time. Super Bowl and he was playing zone most of that year. <laughs> You know, everybody likes to show the videos of him shutting down A.J. Green and Randy Moss, but how about the times Randy Moss blew him up for over 100 yards? Nobody plays those videos. <laughs> this fucking guy. Silent. All right, you good? Take a breath. All right. This guy is the the city. Dude didn't even win here. He doesn't even go here. Oh, my God. That's true, he doesn't. But he's in the Ring of Honor. Oh, oh no, I'm not gonna do that either. Oh, oh geez, but as far as to, <laughs> to Where's D Milner now? Oh my God, Milner oh. Island, that guy. Oh my God, oh D Milner. They better win Probably this can. year, dude. They better win this year. They better win. Oh my God, Quentin Copels is next. <laughs> Vernon Golston, that hey. guy. But to go back to the tennis. Uh, Alcaraz is 20 years old, so he's got plenty of time, and he looked great against Joker. And Joker did not look like a, he did not look slow. He didn't didn't look like he lost a step. He's he is a great deal older than Alcaraz, but they can hold their own. It's a, it was a punch counter punch situation, and I think that you know going forward, at least in the short term, because Father Time catches us all for the next two or three years, I think that Alcaraz and Djokovic are going to be strong rivals. And they played each other very well. The one time that they, that Joker, you know, got the best of Alcaraz, Alcaraz was dealing with cramps. So 
it wasn't, you know, you can put an asterisk next to that one. So you have an injured opponent, you should win. If you lose to an injured opponent, that reflects more on you. If you're Novak Djokovic. But Alcaraz is smooth. He's got the power. He's got the skill. And I think that we are in for a treat for a long time. And my eyes in particular, U.S. Open is right around the corner. Right? The whole issue that Djokovic had with the the vaccine and with the medical I don't think that's going to happen this year. So Djokovic should be in line to play. He should be welcome to play. Now, what's going to happen? Who knows? It's the U.S. Open. But I'm way I'm more interested to see this showdown, and I'm interested to see if Alcaraz can do it again. Email number two comes from Tony with an I in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hey, guys. Bigger Steph Curry story, his win at the American Century Classic Golf Tournament, or his three-point challenge to Sabrina Ionescu? I mean, listen, I, I guess I'm going with the golf tournament because playing against Curry in any shooting competition is like playing against Clay Thompson or Larry Bird. Uh, I'm just not taking any chance with that. Uh, I believe Sabrina missed like three shots right I'm just, I'm just I'm not interested in that I think I mean I've, I've seen Curry like make like 10 three I've, I've seen him shoot three pointers for 10 minutes straight and not miss any so I, I don't think there's anything on the line there I don't think we're gaining anything by that so so um, it's not the Bobby Riggs Billy Jean King that I was joking about before no <laughs> no maybe in like 10 years when he's a little older and He's not like so in his prime in that. I think he's a pretty impressive golfer. I mean, he eagled his like he eagled the last hole and he got a hole in one at that tournament. It was pretty impressive. But then again, you know, you know these athletes put a lot of money and a lot of time into training for golf. So uh, I, I'm surprised. But I'm not surprised. A lot of football players and a lot of basketball players are good golfers. Jr. was it was it Jr. Smith? Didn't he mm-hmm. go back to college and he made the he made the team? He made the golf team. So watch the documentary on Amazon about that on Prime. It was a I think a five part series. It was really good. Jr. Oh, yeah. Smith is like he was it, he felt it was the academic side but also the golf side. Right, Highly recommend it. All right, check that out. For me, I mean. We know that Steph Curry is almost closer to a scratch golfer, if not a scratch golfer. Like he's a he's a pro. Like it wouldn't surprise me that if he retires, he goes on tour. Like he, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he qualified, right? So he's that skilled with golfing. I'm interested in the UNESCO versus Steph Curry. I mean, I'm very interested because she stroked 20 in a row. Yeah, but dude, it's in in that situation, she's going to be going head to head with Curry. There's mm-hmm. a psyche that goes on with that, man. Like, is she going to be ready for that kind of pressure? I mean, that's the only thing I don't know. Like, that's... She's a professional athlete too, man. She's former number one pick. She's, you know, like I get, I get it's... all that. I get all that, but it's a big, it's a bigger stage, and and you're really only going to miss three shots again because that's he he's going to hit everything. I mean, he's going to hit everything. I mean, this dude I, I mean, he's... shoots. He shoots from the stands, for God's sake, in warm-ups. 
Like, well, it's not horse. I mean, if it was a game of horse, I don't know if, if it would be fair. But, it, you know, if three-point shooting contest and three-point shooting rules, I think she's got a shot. And, you know, it, it's I would want to see it. It's definitely something that, you know, that would be compelling because it's the best versus the best. And we want to see it. You know, you always want to, we always talk about that, right? Who is the best? Right? We were never, you know, you can't compare between eras. Like you guys, they can't come together and actually do it. Here, you have an opportunity to do it. And, you know, I was joking about the Bill, the Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs thing. Thank God it's, you know, it's not that case because Bobby Riggs is a freaking chauvinist pig. But, you know, it's it's the subtext. There, There's a story there that I think would be interesting. Curry winning a tournament, like, he's very skilled. He can go on, he can qualify for the tour, he can go. What's interesting to me about the the golf tournament was the fan interaction with Marty Fish that ultimately caught you know the yelling in between the swing because the guy allegedly had a bet on it. We'll get to him ah! later, an alleged superstar. Awesome. But you know that that is very telling to sorry, me. Sorry, sorry, it's really funny. No, it's it's ridiculous. It's just back to what we we're talking about about betting. But you know, I expect. Steph Curry to be good at golf because I've seen Steph Curry be good at golf. I want to see what he can do against Sabrina Ionescu and I want to see what Sabrina Ionescu can do against Steph Curry. Email number three comes from Jeremy in El Paso, Texas. Welcome, Jeremy. The Netflix documentary quarterback got renewed for a second season. If you were producing the show, what three quarterbacks would you choose for the show? Yeah, so I want Zach Wilson... Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. That's what I want. I want to see the struggles of mediocre to bad. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see the people at the top of their game. What fun is that? We've seen the talented and successful quarterbacks behind the scenes. I want to know what it's like for Zach Wilson to have gone from being drafted in in number two overall, having his jersey all over the jet shop, to now can't find his jersey anywhere. We're all asking Aaron Rodgers what's going on. I want to know what's going on with Zach Wilson. I want to know how he feels after he makes a terrible throw or makes a terrible decision or drops, you know, drop. I want to I want I want to know what Baker Mayfield's doing. I want to see how he's handling being a buck or wherever he's going to play in two years. I want to see Kyler Murray, you know? I want to see how he's handling no DeAndre Hopkins or if he's contemplating playing baseball. I want to see how good he is at video games. I hope there's a whole half hour where we just watch him play video games. That's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in the good players. I want to see how the terrible players do. I mean, that's fair, because you did get a fair share of it with Marcus Mariota and Kirk Cousins. So, yeah. I like Kirk. I like Kirk Cousins. I'm not going to give him a hard time. I think oh, he's a God. good person. I think he's a good person. I think he's a good family man. I think he's a, I think he's a good player. He's good. He's not great. He's good. I think he's good. Dude, Kirk Cousins on that show was such an egotistical shit. Oh, and I haven't wife, seen it. I've only oh seen my. I've only seen the first episode. Don't spoil oh, it dude, for me. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Watch the whole thing. I, I came out hating Kirk Cousins wow. and I had huge respect for Marcus Mariota. I like, that's the other I like uh, that's the kind of player I want. Like that's interesting to me. I'm I'm interested in seeing what Marcus is going through because he's had a tough go. 
Like yeah. that's that's what I want to see. I don't want to see people at the top of their game. It's lame. It's garbage. So, no, I'm 100% with you. Well, the Mahomes actually I had we had a, a idea of what Patrick Mahomes was about. Like I got a really good idea of what Patrick Patrick Mahomes is as a person of who he is as a person. Uh-huh. And I came out watching him. I came out with way more respect for him. Yeah. And, like really genuinely liking him. Yeah. Genuinely liking Marcus Mariota. And like I, you know, I trashed Marcus Mariota as a player, but as a person, like yeah. I've come to really like Marcus Mariota. I just like that he's going to be backing up Jalen Hurts in Philly, but whatever. But Kirk Cousins, I find I found him personally unlikable. Why do you dis- why do you dislike him being the backup in Philly? I think it's a great spot for him. That's who no, he it's is. A great, it's a great spot. A great spot for oh. him. I'd prefer if he was a giant. Oh, yeah. Uh, not from okay. A TV, not from a standpoint of no. You know, yeah, I get him that. as a person. Yeah, yeah, but I get that. No, that, it, yeah, he's yeah. That's that's who he is. Mm-hmm. He's a backup, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We can't all we can't all be starters. That's I, true. I, he he's he's a backup, and he's a very good backup, and there's nothing wrong with that. I like the way the Raiders used him a couple years ago. I think that's his bread and butter goal line packages. He just you know after taking a couple of hits, he it it, it wears him down. And and it, it messes with his decision making. But fantastic athlete, good person, and what you good want. player. Good player. Yeah. Good player. Good character. Mm-hmm. Very good character. Completely a amazing character. Like you really come, you really come out of the show liking Marcus Mariota. But I mean, my fiance came up with three good ones. I mean, four. It would be four, but he's hurt. Brock Purdy. I would definitely like to see how he recovers from year one or year two. Unfortunately, he's hurt. Like, so we're going to... Actually, that would be cool from a rehab process. So you have, like, you you have Brock Purdy on. Like, you show the clips from last year, and then you go through the physical therapy and the rehab. That could be an interesting angle. So, like, any of, like, Purdy, Geno Smith, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones. My fiance came up with those, and all four of those would be very interesting to look at like for me i want to see jalen hurts because you just lost a super bowl right you just lost the fucking super bowl <laughs> how do you recover from that and i for the third time the eagles lost the super bowl and how do you recover from that i just wanted to say the eagles lost the super bowl but right it's the mental side of it like physically jalen hurts has all the tools how do you recover from that mentally i love geno smith that's a great one Right, went, dude went from a backup to now, like a budding star. Like, how would be in the Jets Ring of Honor soon? <laughs> right, no, right after Mark Sanchez. But how does Geno Smith now handle year two? I think that's a great one. C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud would be good as a rookie, like not the number one pick. Right, people had questions about whether or not you could actually play in this league. Now we got to see how he can do. Right, that would be a good one. And you mentioned the backups, right? To get the insight of what a backup quarterback does. A guy like Blaine Gabbert. How does a guy like Blaine Gabbert prepare? Especially now that he's on the Chiefs. Like you think you're never gonna play. Like, how do you what's your role? Right? I don't what's think your... I don't think that's the mentality of a backup quarterback. I don't think you go into thinking you're never gonna play. I think you go in expecting to play and being ready to play. That's just well, my... But that would be something that we would get to see, right? Like the little, you peel back the curtain. So mm-hmm. you, the fan, 
the armchair quarterback fan who thinks they can do this as they're downing another slice of pizza. Like, this is their insight into what preparation really looks like yeah. over the course of a season. And it's as the season's happening. So, God forbid, like, something happens to Patrick Mahomes and Blaine Gabbert has to play. Now the switch has to flip, right? You went from on the backup to now on the starter. It's kind of like what Brock Purdy went through last year. I was the third stringer. Shit, now I'm the starter. But I think Darnold would be interesting from that standpoint. I that's another one that I'd like to see. I actually I'm hearing Shanahan is loving Sam Darnold. That's very interesting. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing he is everything he wanted him to be, and it's not. It's. I think it's going to come down to. I think it's going to come down to how well the offense is gelling. So because me, he's yeah. he's almost like he's like Matt Ryan esque to Shanahan, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't, you know, another guy is going to the Jets Ring of Honor. <laughs> so many rings, they're going to have to put more rings. They're going to have to put more they're rings on the stadium. Just build higher. Just build higher. And to, you know, or just make it like the Cowboys, you know, and just kind of like paint over, just gonna make it like the Stanley Cup where you just have like the little numbers. Like just just go with it for the Jets Ring of Honor. But for me, <laughs> I'm going Jalen Hurts. I'm gonna go CJ Stroud as my rookie. Right? And I'm in the middle, I'm gonna go Jared Goff. A we saw that this. already though. We got the Jared Goff experience already. We got it Not with it. Card Knox, man. You want you want more Jared you want Jared Goff in Detroit? I want you just wanna see life. I want to see Jared Goff in Detroit with expectations. That's what I want to see. Okay. Right? Because now the team has expectations. Mm. How is that going to look? Because we're going to get force-fed Aaron Rodgers all year. Mm. Whether we like it or not, we're going to get force-fed Aaron Rodgers. As a palate cleanser, I'd like to see these other guys. When Jalen Hurts is a palate cleanser, Mm. and Jalen Hurts was all over TV last year, that's a problem. So NFL, you need to clean that up. It's too much Aaron Rodgers right now. I'm just throwing that out there. Give us a little, uh, give us a little palate cleanser, just a, just a little bit, just a little bit. Slow your roll on Aaron Rodgers. Slow your roll on the Jets, and you know maybe take a look at around the league. There's some other great stories, but there are so many options that you can do. But realistically, any of these guys, any quarterback around this league could possibly be featured on this documentary and be interesting. So it, it depends on the angle, depends on what you're trying to do. And, you know, Peyton Manning's producing it, and it's, it is fantastic. It's a much, must, must watch. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award.
All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the alleged superstar of the week. We put up a poll on our Twitter account at FadeRoutePNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of the vote gets a shout-out on this here show and the coveted-ass trophy. And do you know who took home the coveted-ass trophy last week, D? I don't. Brian Cashman. That guy. Well-earned. Well-earned, well-earned. Dylan Lawson, not looking that bad now, is he? No. He should change his name to Patsy. Patsy Lawson. I like that. But that was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for Legend Superstar of the Week? D. Oh, I've got some good ones this week. So first up, I've got Anthony Rizzo. Not Mm. my uncle, but the baseball player. (laughs) Has not hit a home run in his last 170 plate appearances. Was caught laughing and joking around in the dugout while getting shut out by the Angels for nothing earlier in the week. These are not your father's Yankees, as for the first time since 1990, they are in last place, or they were in last place. Hey, Faison, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, his his partner, the dugout, Carlos Rondon. <laughs> Same game. Down 4 nothing, coming off the field, Carlos decided to blow a kiss to chirping Yankee fans behind the dugout. As if it could get any worse, he was pulled. After giving up six runs, Carlos is currently sporting a 7.36 ERA during his winless start with the Yankees. Carlos Rendon, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last and certainly not least, Jared Kalenic. After mm. striking out in the ninth inning of a meaningless game with the Twins, Kalenic decided to kick a cooler, and the cooler won. Jared <laughs> broke a small bone in his left foot. The injury lands Kalenic on the 10-day injured list, but who knows when he will be 100% because he broke a small bone in his foot. Jared Kalenic, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Z, what do you got? I think we can officially say that the Mets won that trade. Can we officially say that the Mets won that trade? I think I broke my foot. (laughs) Coach, coach, we got a problem here. But yeah, no, I thought Brody. you fouled it off the other foot. No, no, I kicked the cooler when I gave it the dugout. What? You asshole. You asshole. Going out of here. They're going to send me back to Tacoma. I don't even live there. Holy shit. Oh, God. So I'm going to start with that fan that I mentioned before, right? Oh, okay. Marty Fish in his backswing. Yes, it's a pro, it's a celebrity golf tournament. What are you doing? You gotta. You're first of all. You're betting on celebrity golf tournaments. He's got get money hold, on the line, Z. Get a hold of your fucking life. Get get a hold of your life. You're betting on celebrity golf tournaments. Please. <laughs> he bets on children's birthday parties too. Jesus Christ. Hey, you know what's the over under on you know Bronx Chester Little League? Can you do me that? Oh my God! What a degenerate. But you know you the, between the betting aspect lack of etiquette what are you doing man my friend get a hold of your life get a hold of your life you are my alleged superstar of the week tennessee football vacating 11 wins from 2019 and 2020 after former coach jeremy pruitt received penalties for recruiting violations rocky top oh yeah Rocky Top indeed. Tennessee football, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, FIFA. 
ticket sales not going well for this Women's World Cup. Hopefully, it's improving as we go through the tournament, which started already. But they're papering the tournament. This is the biggest tournament in women's soccer, and they're having to paper the stands to get them full. This sounds like a promotional problem because women's soccer is pretty damn good. This sounds like a you problem, FIFA. You need to do a better job of promoting this game, and not just the U.S. team. There are plenty of other players around the world that fans want to see. Right? So, stop giving us the American stars. Give us some other people too. FIFA, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we've said our piece. Go to our Twitter account at FadeRouteDNZ and vote, and vote, and vote, and vote, and for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. green thumbers, home repair heroes, and DIY aficionados in the Richmond, Virginia area, if you're looking for a personal service, quality products, and a convenient shopping experience, look no further than Thacker Ace Hardware in Colonial Heights, Virginia. Owner Don Rackley and his team of local experts have everything you need to tackle all of your home projects. I'm talking paints by Benjamin Moore and Clark in Kensington, power tools by Craftsman and Milwaukee, electrical, plumbing, hardware, and let's not miss the grill. Weber, Big Green Egg, Traeger, Blackstone, top shelf, amazing. And for all you green thumbers, their nursery department is fantastic. Give them a call today, 804-766-4223, or stop by 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights. That's 804-766-4223, or swing by. 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights. Thacker Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Order up! It is time, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it. It is our NFL division by division breakdown. It is time for us to order up. Order up, order up. And we are starting with the division of the champs. The AFC West. From four to one. What do you got, dude? All right. So I'm going to start with the Raiders. Uh, I think it just, it all goes downhill, man. I think Jimmy G gets hurt. <laughs> Jacobs gets hurt. Adams refuses to play. McDaniel gets fired, and they finish in last. I think that's where they're going. Uh, number three, I've got Denver. I don't believe in Russ. I think he, I think he fails early. Stidham comes in and plays really? well, and they compete for second. But I think, I think um, Sean Payton's there for the long haul, not the short haul. He may have been there to try to fix Russ, but I think ultimately they'll be they'll be taking a quarterback in the first round of the draft. 
And number two, I've got the Chargers. This team will go as far as their coach lets them. We all know he makes very poor decisions. Herbert and company are loaded with talent. And number one, I, I'm not going to make the mistake I made last year. I'm going with Kansas City. City. I'm not betting against them. We saw Pat Mahomes hit another level after his injury last season. To be the man, you got to to be the man. You got to beat the man. So right now, he's the man. They're the champs. Kansas City number one. I can't woo in the Patrick Mahomes voice because that would really be gravelly. So woo, <laughs> woo. Exactly. Right. Oh. Oh. Woo. What Woo. That's a great play call. That's a great play call, Pat. Uh, for me, fourth place, I'm going Denver. Sorry, Coach Westoff. It's not there yet. It's not there yet. Javante Williams, I'm concerned about his health. Receivers are decent. Tight ends, hmm leaves a lot to be desired even with our boy Chris Manhurts a great good special teams guy we'll see but this boils down to the quarterback can Russ Cook in Sean Payton's offense I'm not sold I'm not sold at all Denver's in last for me number three this may surprise you a little I'm gonna say it's very close it's a very very close Close three. I'm mean, fighting for second place all year. But I'm going to go with the Raiders. Barely. Barely. I think that there's going to be a little bit now that Carr is out, Jimmy's in, you have a little bit more continuity with the New England system. The question is health. Can they protect Jimmy G? That's the question. Because if Jacobs gets into camp, if he's going to be there, he's a stud. You have Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, Austin Hooper at tight end, right? You have, they lost Darren Waller. They brought in Austin Hooper. The talent is there. On defense, you have plenty of guys. You have Crosby, you have Tillery, you have Chandler Jones. This boils down to Jimmy and his health. And I think Jimmy will stay healthy this year. To make a run at second place, Second place, it's the Chargers. And I'm not confident in second place because of two people. Kellen Moore, right? Das Wunderkin. What has he ever done? Like Dak Prescott, I'm not impressed by what Dak Prescott did under Kellen Moore. It's just, it's very eh. His offense is eh. Doesn't do anything for me. And I don't know if Justin Herbert's going to improve under Kellen Moore. And then... Brandon Staley. How is he gonna how is he gonna fuck this up? Plain and simple. Right. How is Brandon Staley gonna fuck this up? At least three losses this year are gonna be on Staley. I think we should petition this. Colossal coaching mishaps. Colossal coaching blunders should now forever be called Staley's. <laughs> Colossal coaching fuck-ups should forever be known as Staley's. Just because of this guy. The talent is there. You've got to get out of your own way. And they'll barely clear the Raiders. I'm not sure about a playoff spot. They'll barely clear the Raiders this year. And number one, the reigning, defending, undisputed champion, Kansas City Chiefs. 
how can you go against this team after what they did last year? The infrastructure is still there. Coach Reed is still there. Patrick Mahomes is still there. Travis Kelsey is still there. Unfortunately, Kadarius Tony still running his mouth, but still there. It's all about Kansas City in the West. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in. Catch our podcast usually on Wednesday nights on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.